0: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Bulletproof Dad podcast. Today's episode is with League of Ireland football legend Owen Heary. We sit down and chat about the incredible career he has had in the League of Ireland over the years, becoming one of the most decorated players in League of Ireland history, his step into management and all the chaos that ensued of playing as a professional football in a really interesting time in Irish football. So sit back, put the headphones in and enjoy the show. The Bulletproof Dad podcast is sponsored by M50 Skip Hire. They're a local business that specializes in skip hire, but also commercial bins. So if you're involved in a small Irish business, practice to preach, look out for the small Irish businesses and get them to do your bins. So, Owen Heary, League of Ireland legend, you're very welcome to the that podcast. How are you,
1: sir? Not too bad, Andrew. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Delighted to have you in, man. So look, I want to start, there's loads I want to get you so I want to hit the ground running here. I'd love to start back to young Owen and find out what he was like as a young lad growing up on the north side of Dublin. He takes us back there to begin with.
1: Right, uh, yeah, I suppose I um, grew up in Finglas um, and then moved to Cabra for a while. So yeah. Moved to Cabra when I was probably about eight, nine years of age. Shy lad, always had a ball under my arm, always uh, wanting to play football. Didn't join a, a team until I was probably 12, 13 years of age and that was because a mate of mine, his dad, had set up a team up in up in uh, the Bogeys up in Cabra okay. called um, St. Brendan's right, was okay, at the yeah. time yeah. Uh, and we went and played for them and then I went on to Bano, went to play for Rivermount for a little bit, half a season and I was obviously centre forward.
0: Okay, yeah, that's your uh, start off, yeah. Yeah,
1: centre forwards, and then uh, I you know, put back into defence then as, as my career progressed and Maybe it was the case because I wasn't scoring enough goals, so I was Fair enough, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, so young, sure, young flip ball under my arm all the time and then always wanting to play football.
0: And was that just was that what was everyone out in the streets just kicking the ball at the time, or was it was it in your family's DNA, or was it just playing with friends? How did it kind of
1: yeah, so the influence came from? I mean, I, I was palling around where there was twenty lads and twenty girls at the same time, about forty of yeah. us all paled around together back then. And we had a five side pitch in the Denarda State and Every day you have roads playing against roads or yeah, yeah. picking teams, and the games are go on to be 10 all next minute, it'll be next goal to win, or that goal will go in. Oh, you have to win by two, whoever on the, the eight. football, exactly. Yeah. And it'll be going on all day. And you know, that was back then, I suppose, that was the thing you were always playing either you know, pats, uh, posts, or football on the right. pitch, or even, and um, I don't remember, there'll be tennis courts and you'll be playing boxes, you yeah. know, or trying to hit the crossbar, all that sort of thing. So it sort of progressed through then. Uh, and I was always playing then with the older lads, I was probably the youngest one, so okay, a lot yeah. of them were a couple of years older. I mean, we played five sides and seven sides in the, in the bogeys they used to run as well. So it was always a, a good upbringing. I do remember, now um, you say about the, being young and playing football, that I was going up to play a match. And I was a li- little bit late for the match, I thought. And I, it was in that middle where I was like, oh, I'm not going to go up, I was walking up on my own. I ended up coming home I and mean, my ma said to me, well, what are you doing? She said, oh, I said, I'll just leave, I won't bother going up. She threw me into the back of the car, grabbed me, and brought me straight back up. And that was probably a defining moment because yeah, yeah. I think if I didn't go up, I would have just sat at home and not gone up the following week. Got up the yeah, train yeah, and all yeah. like that So that. Uh, so I suppose in a way, my mum dragging me back up and get me it's back. It's interesting, on the like
0: the uh, the influences you have. Like, and what age back would you have been then?
1: Well, I was probably probably 13, 14 at the time. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Uh, young enough to, as I say, you're going up to play a match. Your bag is over your shoulder, and you feel. That little bit intimidate that you're late, that someone might say something to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's a case. Oh, I won't. I'll leave it. I'll pretend I'm not well or I missed it or whatever it was. But now, as soon as I got home, into the car, go up there and make sure you play the match. And cool, cool. Not, and would
0: she've had an influence then, like kind of encouraging you and pushing you on? Yeah, or, yeah. My yeah.
1: man did. And as even as the uh, as my career went on, she'd turn up the matches. You know, she'd come yeah. down to shells, she'd come down to bowls. A lot of the the supporters would know her down there. You yeah, with them, and I'd, I could tell you stories from. <laughs> Going traveling away where she said she wasn't going, and she was turned up on the flights and, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I had to say it was that's a whole other out of pressure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Tell you about them. There's <laughs> some good stories, but um, no. But as I said I always encouraged by my family to play football. My dad used to play with, with Columbans out here, uh, sorry, out in coolock and yeah, yeah. he'd bring me out and. One of the days, again, they were short players. This is a senior league, men's league.
0: He played with Clemens while well, living in Cabrera yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, I was only, as I said, I was only 13 probably at the time. And uh, it was a, they were men, and they were short of player. And one fella said, look, will you just jump on there? And I'm like, oh, no boots or nothing. And he gave me a size 11 football boots, It was like <laughs> a clown running around. But as I said, they threw me into those games. And because you're playing against physically stronger yeah. people, you know, you were getting smacks left, and right and centre, but I was a lot quicker. Yeah, made up for them, it as yeah, as well. always yeah. my dad say look just make sure you pass the ball and run as quick as you can okay. so you don't get kicked <laughs> don't give him time yeah, to smash exactly yeah. But, um, but yeah so I was always encouraged uh, to play football like you know
0: and then going from there like playing school boy the transition then into senior can you remember that can you talk us through that because obviously you're growing you're getting through the years you obviously you must decide discover at some point oh, I have a bit of a talent here I'm getting good at this no, Like I, this be
1: come honest, on you? no He was uh, I said I was playing then for Denard the State, uh they started up a team but again they were a men's team, you know, and I was 15 at the time, 15 years of age, and we were playing, you know, and we were doing all right against senior players, and over the 15 acres in the park, you're talking about 40 teams are torn up every Sunday and Saturday to play games, and, you know, you don't know who you're playing to that day, and you'd go out and you'd play the games, and after they'd be down the pub, and obviously I was too young to drink, I'd be down there having a 7-up while all these old lads are, are drinking away. <laughs> I'd
0: tell we were sniggering at that. Listen Probably, yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, for,
1: um, but no, that, that was sort of, into se- that was into the I suppose senior football is in men's football, yeah, yeah. You know, I said I, I played schoolboy for a little bit, um, and then into more into senior football. That, that's a
0: like, that's a big melting pot, really. When you think about it, like that probably wouldn't be encouraged these days, you know, to throw a 15 year old into yeah. a men's game, you know. So, like, it's definitely make or break for someone yeah. at that age, and, you know. And
1: that's why, you know, you look and you laugh at when people say, Oh, no, they're too young to play. 16s under 18s, yeah. and I'm like well, 16. I was playing League of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You know, against men who are football back then was a lot more physical, a lot yeah. more. they'd get away with saying yeah, well, stuff might, like. Well, I love to talk
0: about that and kind of how you've seen the game mm. evolve over the years. Because um your first step to senior football was Kilkenny, was that right?
1: It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what
0: age bracket were you there when you signed for them? I oh, was 16. Yeah.
1: Um, John Cleary, uh, who played for Dundalk, he scored a cup final actually for Dundalk. Um, the winner, should I say, for the cup final for Dundalk a long time ago, but he was doing a little coaching course. Mm. And he came to our estate and said, look, just got a few lads. we we'll go over to the Polo Grounds, to Phoenix Park, put a match on, I'll put a coaching session on for us. And there we were playing away and uh, he seen me and another fella, Eamon George, and he he said, look, do you want to join CIE Ranch? At the time, mm. I had no clue who CIE Ranch even were, you know, obviously in Ballyferman or, so they say, in Chicago. Chicago right? yeah. um, so we said, oh yeah, look, we'll go over and do it. Mm. And then he got the Kilkenny job that week. Okay, yeah. So he said to me, said, Look, don't worry about the, the ranch. I'm going to bring you down to Kilkenny with me. He said, Make sure you have a short and a toy and a pair of trousers. And I'm like, 16 years of age, you know, <laughs> not having any of this. And um, so I was telling my man, My man's like, Oh, great, right, where is he's where he going? I'm saying, Kilkenny, like, how he's getting down? I said, Our oh, bus is picking us up at the West County. Sorry. Grand. Got landed me that short, toy. <laughs> swimming trousers. on you. Oh, it? hanging on <laughs> me. They've a picture on i seen the picture of really, on hanging on me. But, off I went, me and Eamon went down on the little mini bus down okay. to Kilkenny.
0: Was there a few other Dublin lads on the team? Or? Most of them were Dublin lads. Okay, yeah. yeah,
1: the majority were Dublin lads, only a couple of uh, lads from Kilkenny that are. There's not many footballers in Kilkenny, they
0: even struggle to put a guy team together. Yeah, well, they're all in their Yeah, and so yeah they're all exactly. Yeah.
1: So uh, went down to Buckley Park, seeing the place, nice little stadium. Yeah. Um, But a real eye opener for me, like, you know, big time. I said, you had senior players like uh, John Raynor. Now John Raynor was a big fella, like as in, you know, with wise big, yeah. couldn't get the ball on physically, physically strong. You know, um, he, he, John clearly himself who played, who put a gum shield in when he was okay, playing. Like, right, you know, yeah. Like, what's going on you here? You're going and, to war there, yeah, like Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Donnelly, who'd take his teeth out, you know, with false teeth. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, God, what's going on yeah. here? Austin Brady, Captain Caveman, they called him. So we end up signing there. Eamon played a couple of. Uh, came down for a couple of training sessions, but ended up leaving, so sort of on my own. Yeah. Uh, went down there, played for DCU then as the second team.
0: Okay, were you studying there? Or no, just no, no, just him, yeah? they
1: asked me to, to play yeah. for them because, you know, I wouldn't be playing regular football for yeah. the Kenny.
0: How did Kenny look? You're obviously just commuting up and down from Dublin, you weren't staying down there. No, you? we were
1: training in Dublin, yeah. majority were, okay, were Dublin right. people, so we'd train in Dublin and then we'd go down there on the on the weekend to play a yeah. the game. We'd go into Kilford Arms, tea and toast before the before the match all open yeah. all new to me like yeah. you know and then uh, I remember John clearly coming up to me handing me £30 after the match and I'm like what's that for he said that's for your travelling expenses and coming down and right. I was like getting paid to play football Deadly, yeah. you know £30 you yeah. mightn't think it's a lot but yeah. for, the 16 for a 16 year old yeah. someone giving you money to come down and kick a ball about whereas when you were a schoolboy you're paying to, yeah, to play yeah, well, football like,
0: that's, that was every 16 year old's dream wasn't yeah, it and yeah. was mine you know to try, yeah to try exactly
1: and, and we played Cardiff that year um, I was on the sideline watching, and we beat them three-two. And this is kind of an English yeah, team, you know. And like, this is a real eye opener yeah. for me, but really enjoyable. Did they come off to go they for they friendly, came out against yeah. Kenny for a friendly? Class, yeah. yeah, It was a good experience all yeah. around. Like I said, good senior pros there that uh, I would have looked up to at the time. And then even I started noticed that when I was getting into the team, one of the senior pros was being left on the bench and wasn't too happy with that. I basically imagine, his career yeah. was coming to an end. Yeah. Mine was only starting. So. Yeah
0: well that's yeah. we've spoken with you so many lads in that chair there about the melting pot of the dressing room you know it's it's cool to have everybody working together to win a game but there's all these little dynamics going oh, on I mean, you yeah. might talk about this more in your, yeah. your management career Um, so like from Kilkenny then it was to go to Home Farm you were back in Dublin then that was was it one year in Kilkenny you did
1: yeah it was basically
0: a half year in Kilkenny yeah.
1: Um, and then well, I was on a, a fast course up in Home Farm yeah the,
0: the football the course football it, course yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, I think that's when things turned around to me um, Liam Toohey and asked me would I sign for home farm for the League of Ireland team. He was a manager there, was he? He was, he wasn't a manager, he was the sort of... He kind of ran the club ran for a club, long yeah, time, yeah. exactly. So I was him and Han, and I said, yeah, okay, because John clearly had left Kilkenny then, and all the Dublin players were told he could could leave. Okay, right. But he was the only Dublin player to ask, come back and, and play for them. Right, okay, yeah. Now, on that, I couldn't go down, I wasn't driving. Yeah. wasn't able to make it down myself, so yeah. it was a no-brainer for me no to... back then, right Yeah, there. exactly. So, yeah. No-brainer for me to, to sign for home farm yeah. then, you know, so Again, I signed up there and uh,
0: They were Division One. Division were they? one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, was that where Kilkenny were as well at the yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's
1: obviously where they seen me playing. Yeah. I was playing against the of Home Farm and so you were
0: seventeen then at this stage, oh are yeah, And you've signed for home Farm. Yeah, yeah, just going 17. And eight. how does that look like then? Are you you're still living at home as a part time footballer? What's Yeah, it's part time it like? football.
1: Yeah. Uh train Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. play a match on a Sunday we were playing at the time. So part time football, I oh, had a, a little job then as well. So, which was grand so I was, yeah. I was getting a bit few quid for walk, and I was getting a few quid for playing football Did it
0: clash or were they always separate? No, like it was,
1: do you know what even if walk clashed back then I would have picked football Yeah Do you know yeah. so if someone told me oh no you're yeah, staying to six and my training was at six I'd have been Now nah, look I'm going training yeah. It was always more football orientated than walk orientated I yeah. suppose the fact that I'm living at home and you know having a yeah, mad and, yeah. and there, not having to pay any bills Is That and helps like that. It? Yeah, yeah. definitely at that age you know yes. where, where
0: like yeah uh, ignorance is bliss sometimes exactly, at that yeah, age. Yeah. But when you're at like when you got that, go back to that Kenny incident when you got handed the thirty quid or whatever, could you see yourself going, Fuck, I can make a make a living out of no, this or no, was it just, was just just a nice thing just to nice, Yeah, yeah. it's just
1: like there you go and I'm like, oh this is great. Like you know, yeah. not expecting it. And then you you know you're telling me man man, look I'm at to get £30 for Going down to the, a football yeah, yeah. for kicking the ball around and sometimes I wasn't even playing. Yeah. You know, and they're giving you that. And it was nice. And you know, you see the fellas then getting there a few quid and you're like, it's you know, it's great. Yeah. But um it would have been no t- inkling into saying, oh, I'll make a career of this and I'll have money every week and no, none of that, yeah. like at that age. Just wanted to play football.
0: That's kind of rare, because like you know, most people you speak to, <laughs> the, 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 the there's kind of the standard pathway for most footballers in Dublin where it's kind of you go, you play in the DDSL league, and most of them kind of all play against each other. It's the kind of same clubs most kids yeah. grow up at. Whereas, like you've, you basically come off the streets there, nearly, haven't you? Into straight into senior football. Yeah, I wasn't into uh, yeah
1: professional uh, football. I, I, like, I wasn't, yeah, it's, a, um, it's not
0: your conventional route, like
1: no. And I wasn't into watching football games. Yeah, like I wouldn't be one to sit there on a Saturday and watch, you know, if there's a match on the telly and things like that. I'm still not like that, you know. I, yeah, I just wanted to go kick a ball around, just enjoy that part yeah. of it. I said I came into football late. So was more street football, as you said, and then into senior football straight away, but as in, not into, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to England or I'll get yeah. feel quick for this or i am Would you have had any
0: friends or people you knew in school or growing up that maybe went across who were who were doing that sort of thing? Like
1: Probably not. No, not at the time. Like Well, in school, I mean, the, the Brogans were in my school and I remember them um, being in, in the, As in the Dublin footballers. Yeah, yeah, the Dublin footballers and, you know, it was a uh, Partridge, Richie Partridge was in, oh, very he was good, probably yeah, younger than me yeah. now. He uh, a but, footballer as well. Yeah. I, said, I remember in the likes of Declan, so I was playing football, hurling, Gaelic, the yeah. whole lot. And uh, this teacher came in, he only actually joined the school and he, he said, he came out to me, he said, look, either pick football or Oh yeah. sorry, football or Gaelic, and if you pick football, you won't play a sport in the school again. Serious, And, yeah. the, and I was like, well, hold on a minute, That's so I end up picking football. Staunch GA man, so was, yeah. He? yeah. I end up picking yeah. football for it, like, you know. Yeah. I told the, the the football teacher, and he's like, "I haven't that." So he had a, a Barney over, because because it was an English sport. Because it was no, I just think just, he was so much into yeah. into Gaelic. Whereas, I you know sometimes football and Gaelic clashed in school yeah. where there'd be a match on here and yeah. a match on there, and he wanted me to play Gaelic, and I'd be picking the football. Like, and you know if you forget your gear, you're going home to collect your gear and coming back. And it was, it was only uh, I'd say 10, 15 years later, the same teacher asked me for my jersey serious yeah, yeah that's so, nice yeah yeah, yeah so, that's, as I said yeah. it's just at that time we can understand why yeah. he was doing it but yeah, I it was, think
0: I think a few people have referenced similar I know I remember Johnny Giles I think he was mm. obviously his he's gone way back but he was the same thing he got an awful lot of stick from teachers in school and stuff for yeah. play for, playing the English game as it was called back then like you know yeah. now in fairness
1: uh, John Caffrey was my teacher as yeah. well so uh, ex-Dublin right uh, but, and very encouraging i still seeing him no, he only ret- he retired from school only a couple of years ago but uh Still seeing him, and he, you know, you could have made it as a car player. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no but I enjoyed it. The, the yeah, football. Yeah. So this of is
0: actually very similar chat with Danny Corker in the same thing. Yeah. You know quite well. We might get into it a little bit as well. Yeah, because he had he had a call from Dublin at one stage when he was playing, and he was like, no, I we'll just prefer football so much more. I just want to focus. Yeah, on and
1: that. I, as as a schoolboy as well, he say, just let kids play whatever you want, want to play. Yeah. And it, I played in Croker twice from schoolboys, and yeah. you know, like I just enjoyed. Playing sport, yeah, yeah, and not being in a class. Yeah, group, and yeah. then and someone, as I said, it wasn't probably academic, but it was more sport orientated. Even though I looked back on one of my reports and I said, oh is too robust in in PE." And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, What's that about? But yeah. uh, like I said, it's just I think encourage kids to play as many sports as they yeah. want and. Just let them make their own decisions. Yeah, how you kind there. of basically made a career out of that. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you were a couple
0: of years at home farm. Can you talk us through what that experience was like? Because that probably nurtured you. That's your your late teens going into your early 20s. You were, was it three or four years there? Oh, it was four years there, yeah.
1: We yeah. um, starting out again uh, we'd a decent decent team for the 4th Division. Yeah. You know, we, with Liam Kelly was there, John Kelly, uh, Steve McGuinness. Like, you know, we had a half-decent team. Um, and I remember we were we Won the the, sorry, the Shields. We played Cove in the, the two legged Shield game. It's actually the last time the Shields was was played. I scored from the halfway line on home farm, you know, and oh, on the home farm, line, pitch, there, the home farm played, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, You know, and we were we, I think we won the, the first game 2 0. Then we went down to Cove and, and we beaten down there and we lifted the Shield. And I was yeah, captain yeah. and I was delighted. Like, you know, what age were you as captain? Oh, he was, I think it was made captain probably when I was about. Steve McGuinness was captain for a while and then uh, he was made captain then after that like so. that's very like that's a senior young. team very yeah. young to yeah. be captain very yeah. young and we had Everton on our, yeah, on our it was jay, home farm so Everton yeah, yeah. well yeah. it was home farm first yeah. and then home farm Everton yeah. we actually played home farm in an FAO Cup game the first time the two teams had out of mess so oh they farm. were separate were they right yeah. ok yeah. so yeah. That's, it was started at home farm yeah. first and then Everton came in put yeah. money in I remember Liam Toohey saying this is going to be the club to play for in the years to come yeah we're gonna build new stadium. We're getting this in. We're getting that in. Following year, we John Cody signed for us. Peter Eccles signed for us. Like really top quality yeah. players. Uh, Dermot Keeley was managing as well, uh, and there was a bit more money in the club. Did he make the players. captain, Dermot Keeley? Because he's a legend did, himself. Yeah, like yeah did. Dermot- yeah. uh, Martin Bailey was was manager at one stage, and he went. Then Dermot came in, um, and again Dermot brought some quality players in with him. Yeah, you know we we got promoted that year in the league, in the playoff relegation playoff. We were 2-0 up at home and uh, we said, oh yeah, we should easily beat this at loan. All of a sudden, then we were heading down and Steve McGuinness had bottles of champagne in the, in the bag, the whole lot, you know, this is going to be easy. Game, yeah. 20 minutes into the game, we're 2-0 down and we're like, oh, what's going on here? But we end up drawing the game and winning on penalties. Right. So McGuinness is popping the champagne and Keeley went ballistic. I'd have oh, known you had that in your bag. Yeah, yeah. He'd have been thrown off the bus. <laughs> so thankfully, we got through and we, um, we got promoted. Did motors. you take a penalty yourself? Can you no, remember? no, I didn't take one, okay. no. Um, no chance of me taking penalty. leave them to the good players <laughs> uh, and the following year then we end up playing Premier Football but got relegated okay. you know now we had a decent team on paper yeah. but unfortunately we got relegated was now. there
0: a big like was there a massive jump in standards going yeah, from oh, you the think first so? division yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, think so we we played uh, Derry City and Steve Archibald had signed for us okay, Steve yeah. Archibald ex Barcelona yeah and yeah, so he came over he was 40 odd years of age at yeah. you know, this stage and we're like giving the ball like, you know yeah. this fella's played at the highest level yeah. uh, him and a fella called I think it was Alan Snodden uh, the Cyclops played in Scotland Okay, right. so like that every time we got the ball give it to him but we yeah. were playing Derry City Derry City were going for the treble they were top of the table Okay. they absolutely battered us battered us the beat was 3-0 or something on, on the day um, half time in the match in the dressing room next minute Keely Stephen off you come you know and so Steve McGuinness is taking his top off and Keely looks at what the fuck are you doing he's like oh, "I'm just tell me to grab not you Archibald you get so your gear the big star and get basically out of here like, yeah. and threw him out at half time told him to get the fly- plane home, <laughs> to home yeah, he, yeah. Him, get the yeah. plane home get the boat half time and I said I don't think anyone ever spoke to Steve Archibald like that in his life. yeah yeah Jesus so, Christ uh, real yeah real eye opener because Derma was like that you know he said it the way it was Great man, manager. Great, you know, tactics. Manager as tactics as manager, he was very, very good. What do you it. think wound him up so much? Was it the lack of a work ethic? Maybe. That's or, yeah. Exactly. It. You yeah. You know, you're getting paid well. You should yeah. be doing a job. Like, yeah. you know, and Dermot was one of these that he knew how to get the best out of me as well. Okay. Like he he uh, he knew what buttons to press to yeah. wind me up to get me, you know, fuming to going into matches. Like we yeah. played uh, played Rosenberg and. Rosenberg I've being there's a man and I was making destroyed me like you know and, This is a home farm you're no playing? this is it's later like, on okay, in yeah, your career yeah, yeah. and uh after the match or the, the following leg we were playing over in Norway and Dermot goes to me Ah so Sorison's there was pushing the pram down and down the town has the kid in he said it's gonna be a handy match tonight <laughs> and all this. And he had me feeling before the game that when I went there I kicked lumps <laughs> over yeah. uh, Sorison. I'm absolutely bad at the end of drawing the game, one all over there. And I'm sure Which he's looking and saying, result, yeah. What's what's this fella doing? Kick a lump me all day. But it's just damn his <laughs> yeah, yeah. way like and yeah. it was like that at home farm. He knew exactly how to get players working hard he, and to do the, He took you to the shells
0: guy. then, did he, he, he or did you go to shells first? You no, know, he
1: he went to shells and he took um Damian Mars, Stephen Gifford, and um Graham Doylebrum. Didn't ask me to go yeah. to the Shells. So a couple of months later he rings me and he said, Look, you want to sign for Bray? I'm like, I was just Good, like yeah. you know, and I was like, Well, no, I don't really want to go out to Bray. I'll stay here at home yeah. farm. Happy enough staying here at home farm.
0: It was uh, Bray, first division, and first division yeah. the same,
1: yeah. And uh, he said, Oh, the devil, you know, likes you and blah blah wants you to sign you. I said, Oh, no, look, I'll stick it out here. And then uh, he gives me a call a couple of weeks later and I said, Look, I want you to come in to Shells to put pressure on Desi Baker as an outside right. Now, he was playing the outside right for, for home farm, but I was right. a right fool okay, I yeah. knew that. And I said it to him, he goes, Yeah, but I still want you to just put a bit of pressure on him. So we actually took a pay cook on the shells.
0: Did you? And were you captain? Were you, leave, were you leaving as captain? I was leaving from, as captain at yeah. home
1: farm, went to Shells with less money than I was on a, a home farm. Is
0: that only because he was there? Would no, it was
1: I would have done it. Like yeah. if someone had said to me yeah, you know, to do it, I would have. Like. Yeah. But um, after I signed for Shells, two weeks later, I get a phone call from Bowes. Um asked to sign for Bowes. And I was him in harm because I followed Bose. I was say as a cameraman there. Yeah, I was really? yeah I was like, "Yeah," but I said, "I'm at the sign of shells. and he said, "Well, look at meet me and, um, we'll see if we can get you out of that contract." So he goes, to "Me meet me down in the Bohemian pub down on the corner in Fisbury. Yeah. And back then, no mobile phones, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, you could have a chat. Yeah. So he said, uh, "Okay, I'll meet you down there." So sitting in the bar and waiting around, this fellow walks by me. "How are you?" I said, "How are you?" Off oh, he went sitting there. Hour no, no I'm torn up. So rang me man the, on the, the pub phone. I said, look, no one turned up. She goes, he's had to ring in the house looking for you. He said he's had to be in there and couldn't see you. He said, but if you come up to the house, he said he's, he's on his way up to. It. Yeah. I said, all right. So I made my way back to the, the house. The fella that said allowed me in the pub was the fella who was meant to meet me to say, uh, to try sign me for boss. Yeah. So he didn't even know what I looked like. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Yes. Said, yeah, that's how that sort of summed it up yeah, then for yeah. me. I said, no, look, I'll stay at, uh, I'll stay at Shell's. Right. And the yeah. rest is history, as they say. yes yeah. rest is history, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: So talk us through Shells, because, like, again, I grew up watching Shells. My nana lived on Grace Park Road, just up the road from Tolga Park, so we'd have gone to a good few games. Like, I was... My own family background wouldn't be been mad into football, but a lot of my mates and their parents were, so they would have brought us to a lot of games over the years. Yeah. We'd park up in my nana's and go down and watch the games. And, like, it really was, like, a, a glory period for, for Irish football over that. So I'd love to kind of talk about that, because, um, obviously, they had a very... I oh, was the word? To describe? Very uh, unique chairman that probably oh, worked. <laughs> yeah. worked uh, I, any stories about Shelburne back then? He always seems to be at the forefront of all of them. So, like, he obviously had this big vision for the club as well of to try and, to try and I, for, for me, it seemed like he tried to make Shelburne be the dominant team in the league and compete in Europe, which is like it's great to yeah. reaching for the stars, really. And he nearly almost pulled it off in a lot of ways, didn't he? Like, yeah, over he the
1: did. years, he did. And in fairness, like when you go back to the Shells, even before you signed, we used to be training up in home farms ground, Whitehall, yeah. Hall, and shells were playing Finn Harps in the cup. and I went to three replays or something yeah. that year. To roll for me. Like, and you'd yeah. see the play, you'd you'd hear the roars from from the ground. Yeah. Or we'd train and then we'd go down and watch the match, like if you could get in, you yeah. know. But it was always that sense of there was always sort of a uh, silverware or something that you were going to win stuff. Yeah. They always They're had that ambition, yeah. yeah. And Damien Richmond was manager at the time, and they were in three cup finals in in that year. But um, he actually, I played for Shells in a friendly before that against Sheffield Wednesday. Damien was was manager. Yeah. Like, you know, Were they
0: coming over for pre-season? Or, pre-season, yeah. yeah.
1: So playing that as a guest appearance, mm. never thought I was going to go back to Shells. And but like you said, when when I went down and Damien was manager, you, you had Pat Fenland there, like you, you had Pat Scully, Tony McCarthy, the Bakers, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, Stephen Gagin, yeah. Deco, uh, Deco Gagan. So you had really had some good quality yeah. players there. Greg Costello, and uh, you know, Brian Floyd, Like so, when I was going into it, you're looking, you are saying, "Am I good enough?" to, What
0: year? What twenty two, twenty three? This sort of. Oh, I was track, or were you?
1: just. I was twenty. I was just going twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just you're going twenty two. Yeah. Fella, like yeah. Um. And the reason I'll, I'll tell you why you know remember the age well, is that when we in preseason training and that when I seen these players and the next minute you're getting your gear handed to you. You know, here's your tracksuit. Here's your your training gear. Here's your jocks for. Yeah. For training your yeah, jocks for matches, like and Proper it's all washed setup, yeah. All done for your kit, man. Takes your boots off you yeah, clean your boots, having them there on the on your match day. And this was completely new to me. And yeah, yeah. like, yeah, he's not, I'll bring your boots home, it's all right. I'll clean them he myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, and he, he was getting paid to do that. Yeah. So he's, you know, he was looking after the players. Yeah. Everything was looked after. Um so we were in the in training and things like that. And I was, when I was trained, as I said, it was a bit more robust than, than most. So even in training, I trained the way I played and some of them players couldn't believe it they're like this fella's 100 miles an hour here like you know relaxing. I'm like no this is hard it player, yeah. but Keeley used to say to us look if you're doing running or that, you run as hard as you can don't mind the senior players telling you slow yeah. down because you'll always get that from senior players yeah. slow down put the reins on because they don't want to so do it So he kind of seen
0: a new kind of standard setter oh, I think
1: yeah. he, he sort of done it to everyone that though was yeah. about, you know you just don't wait on them yeah. he called me and Richie Baker aside and said don't be waiting on them to, to catch up with you yeah. you just go just yeah. leave them like so it was all that, and you know, we good professionals there, use a good professional, and so on. So, we they were always encouraging you to, to do the certain things right.
0: And when you went to Shells, then were you what did that look like in terms of contracts? Did you go on a full time contract then? Were no, you able to give up the day job, or were you still no? I was part time, yeah. yeah.
1: I was part time then. So, I actually got a job in uh in Hickey's because they were trying over in Harold's Cross, yeah. So, I said, i got a job in Hickey's uh, Fabrics, the warehouse side of it down in Park A Street. So we were training over in Harles Cross and I was there for a couple of years, and all of a sudden then they start training up in, up in Swords, up in uh, Sportslink. Okay, yeah. So it was a matter of like now, I know I wasn't driving. Yeah, so I was like, I'd had to yeah. i get a taxi up yeah. if I had to or I'd get picked up. Nuts used to pick me up, whatever it was. But then I said, you know what, I'll get a job up there. So I got a job in Fife's. Up okay, in yeah, just up there, house, so yeah, yeah. Again, I said, right, if everything was based around football. Yeah. So I went to Fife's, that way it was easy. getting to train and Tony McCarthy would pick me up. Yeah. Bring me to really train. Good swordsman lot, exactly? Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah, so there was there was I was always looked after in terms yeah. of players are you know picking me up and helping me get to train. And but so football
0: on. was the priority. Like yeah, you doubt. Yeah.
1: yeah, everything work was always yeah. based on football. That was just the
0: fund your football really. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, you know the jobs jobs are great, but yeah. as I said, football was the was the number one thing for yeah. me, and no matter what happened, it was always. I'm going to do this I want to play football so that so
0: was just that was 98 you went to Shell 98 sort of, yeah. yeah then when did you like you kind of really because you're there for the guts of 9 years when did you really establish yourself as one of the, the main players there well, did it take a year or two because obviously it, you're going into one of the best teams in the country
1: yeah it took well the first famous first few games in the league I think it was the first 4 games you didn't win a game so there was a crisis meeting yeah. and all the players were in the in the dressing room it was actually the old house at the time the dressing room was so, um, was
0: that the one across the road from it
1: there's okay. one right beside it. Okay. So you have the house and then the club. Right. So in there, that was the, the dressing room. Was the, sit, the front room was the dressing room. All right. You yeah. know, um, so we're all sitting in there and had a meeting and people are saying, having a say and Nutsy stood up and said, You are good enough to play for Shells. And he was talking about myself, Damien Mar, Graham Doyle, Stephen Gifford. He said, you know, basically that yous, yous aren't good enough to play at this level. Yeah. And he sort of had a pop us and things and that's Derm- in front of the whole team, in front of everybody the team there yeah. watching. Yeah. And you're yeah. 22, 22. Well, I was 21 at this stage. Yeah, yeah. And Dermot said, Have you done to save yourselves and the lads oh, no. And I said, Yeah, I said, I'll prove you wrong. Hmm. You know, I said, I think I am good enough for this team and had a sort of pop back on. So uh after that, three lads had gone. I got into the team, uh, and the day after me, we, we played Derry and I scored a winner from about 25 yards right, out. Yeah. And it was Dermot Keeley's first win for Shells. Yeah. So, you know, I sort of, you now, Greg Hosselin missed the penalty that day, and they missed the penalty, but um, it sort of gave me that. A big moment big moment, career, yeah. yeah, yeah. But even playing in Tolka, then I was, we down the corner, I gave away a, st- a stupid free kick. Uh, this always plays in my mind, I gave away a stupid free kick when we were attacking. And I remember a Shells fan in the corner, and he's, he's giving out to me, giving away free kicks, you're bleeding this, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And in my head I said, I'm going to prove him wrong. Yeah. And to this day, I always say it was Johnny Watson. That was, he was the kit man. Right. Now, uh, I and he keeps denying it. Uh, <laughs> you think it was him trying I'm to get sure going. Yeah. I'm sure it was him. I'm sure it was uh, him.
0: Hell yeah. Just a quick reminder that this podcast is sponsored by M50 Skips. So if you're doing a spring clean at home at the moment, make sure you give them a shout. They're a local business based in Santry. Give them a shout. Mention the Bulletproof Dad podcast and they'll give you a 10% discount on your next skip hire.
1: After that, like I established myself in the team then, you know, I'd go in, I'd, I'd play the matches. Me and Richie Baker had a great connection. Yeah. You know, uh, on the right hand side of the pitch, Daisy Baker again. You know, De- Stephen Gage and Lingo play was always a pleasure playing with him. And then after the match, we'd all go in into the bar, have a few drinks, the fans and everything. And it, the fans would tell you exactly what they thought. Like yeah. you know, you were good, you were crap, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like that doesn't. I, I, I can't imagine that
0: happening these days. No, like, but that's you know, that's yeah. the, well,
1: the players don't even go into the in for the, a drink with fans yeah. after. You know, yeah. it's completely different. But at the time. You know, you always had that sense and it was good and you'd had a great rapport with the, with the fans. Yeah, and, no, there's something and pure so about is yeah, like, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. And again, then, I started getting into the team. A few senior players probably weren't happy I was taking their positions. That's, but that's, that's football. That's football. football yeah. You know, and then at the end of that year, I think we finished third and Dermot had a clear that we got rid of a few senior players, yeah. brought in some good uh, good professional players like Paul Doolan come in to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Best professional, you know, that I would have, would have played What him? age would he be when he came in? Like He's just, probably hitting his 30s yeah. when he came in. Um, a and well I established experience. Well established definitely. and I, I, I round run him as well and I remember at the end of the season when we finished toward, like he turned around to me said oh, you had a good season. He said but now can you have a better season next year and the year after and the year after yeah. and the year after and he said not just live on you know, one season that you just yeah. had. Like So he was uh, in terms of grounding you he yeah, knew how yeah. to it's do it. great to have those people around you. And then as time went on I remember just uh, we were going out to play a match don't know who we were playing against and uh, I think Pascoli was injured or suspended. And uh, Derma hands me the captain's armband and said, Right, you're captain today. And I was like, Well, no, this is Nuts. He's in the team. Yeah. yeah. Dooley's in the team. Like all Tony these McCarty. St- and these are all Gager. five, five yeah. six, seven years older than him. Unbelievable. More yeah. yeah. A lot of really experienced yeah. who've won uh, leagues and cups yeah. and things like that. And he, uh, he had faith in me to do it. Like So yeah. I went down. And again, it's like someone's had to give me, you, you know,
0: I don't know, the pot of gold. How long was that since that crisis meeting? How far along later was that? Was it a year down the Probably line? Probably a year down the line, yeah. So Probably. in that moment, the three lads who were called out kind of disappeared into the wilderness. They were gone, and yeah. And you came, became captain. And That's I, I kept going, isn't yeah.
1: it? yeah. yeah. And uh, as I said, I never looked back then after yeah. that. Like, you know, it was, it was great. I only thought it was going to be for the one game. Yeah. And it was great. But when Pascal, you went, you know, I was, uh, I was made captain. And I think Notsie had a hand to do with it as well. Like, you know, Notsie again would have been speaking to to Pat and probably said look, give it to Alan like yeah. it's down to today, because yeah. I, I would expect Notsie to take the mantle straight away yeah. like you know.
0: And how long then down the line before he became your manager then was that a couple of years? That later? was probably yeah. Did he go 90. straight from playing into being the yeah. manager? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was probably. He was two thousand three, I think it was, that took over And you were his captain. And I was captain. So yeah. the
0: fella he said wasn't good enough to play was his <laughs> yeah, captain. Yeah, yeah that's he, great He that. this day, he said he didn't mean <laughs> me. He meant the other <laughs> three. The he, always says you, yeah.
1: <laughs> he said he meant the other lads. But uh, and it's funny, like that year when we we done the double, Graham Doyle was playing with uh with Bowles. Nutsy had was only coming back from a broken leg. And Graham actually mentioned the story in the in the paper, you know, saying that sorta got, you know, was was half the the reason why he ended up leaving. Right. And uh, we played both in the cup final and he was giving a bit of stick to Nutsy in the paper and Nutsy came back with a broken leg and ended up scoring the winner in the cup right, final. Right, there so, you yeah, go, it, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, well look, these, I think people who aren't involved in football and sport don't sometimes maybe don't get that. It sounds quite harsh, but that's just the melting pot yeah, of football I, and you, you didn't have to leave. Like again, you yeah, lads could have done what you've done,
1: you know. Yeah, I, I look back now and I can understand where Pat was coming from. Yeah. It was like, you've, you've done the hard work to get the shells. Mm. But then when you get the Shells, you just stop. Yeah. Instead of saying, no, the harder work is to stay yeah, at Shells. And started, at the time. Yeah. yeah, and I, you can understand. Look, it's only now when you look back and say, right, I can understand what he what he meant by it. Yeah. And the reason behind what he was saying, like, you know, our training must have been the standard was dropped down. Mm. we drawn four games and it's not like Shells. Like, well, your job brief every year was
0: win the league and win the cup. Well, that's it. it. That's, that was that's the standard. The standard expected, that,
1: yeah. You know, you're expected to at least challenge for the league or to win the cup or to, you know, to be up there Europe every year like so it's a lot different than uh than being a home farm and you're half expected to oh if we get if we get promoted it'd be great. Yeah. If we have a good cup run, it'd be great. Like, and like know.
0: just going over that that those air that that era of dominance at Shells. So like you, you get established into the team, you're the captain of the team then. I'd imagine then your you're full-time pro at that stage then does like a bigger, more secure contract come along to allow you to then focus on your football properly.
1: Yeah. So Dermot Keeley met me and he said uh, he wanted me, to, he was, the club were going full-time and he want me to go full-time. And Dermot, in fairness to him, as I said, I took pay cut when I went to Shells. Yeah. So he sort of rewarded me then. He knew you were due. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he knew. And he'll yeah. tell you to this day he paid for my kitchen and everything, like, you know. <laughs> um. But uh, as I said at the time, he said to me, do you want to go full-time? And as I said, work wasn't, be all and end. And you're all to only me. just the only yeah, yeah, no problem. And uh, he he came. He looked after me in that sense and signed a three-year deal. I think it was at, at mm. that time and which
0: is huge. Like it's fucking yeah, heard of yeah. back then. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's yeah. and it, and then as I said, you are full time. Now the difference between you know full time and part time. Part time because you're used to it. You think full time oh, it'd be easy. I'll yeah. do me training in the morning, in the afternoon, and, the day and want, I will do yeah. what I want. You actually you're, you're a lot sort of tired being full time. Mm. Because you're not used to the downtime. Yeah. You know you're sitting there for three, four hours sitting at home saying, "Well, what do we do now?" Like yeah, so, it's a. Uh,
0: well, you hear a lot of players, even over England over the years, of reference that was. Yeah. Found a hard that downtime. It you know, is. Like, yeah, yeah, it
1: is, and it, it's especially when I was more active. Like I'd be leaving work at five o'clock, training at seven o'clock, home yeah. at ten o'clock, having your dinner at ten o'clock, and
0: straight back into it. Yeah, and again and the then, next day, Whereas
1: yeah. now, all of a sudden, you're training at ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're home. You know, you might train in the afternoon. You might not. And you're just sitting there twiddling yeah. your thumbs then okay. all day. What do I do?
0: And uh, just regarding that, like those years then, like you're now fully established at the captain of Shelburne. You obviously see a lot of really good quality players coming in because you've got full time that obviously draws some of the best players around and some of the players you had, like were like, you've really had, like almost like the Harlem Globetrotters of the league. Uh, like going through those years, what like, because it wasn't just, he's obviously dominated in the league, but then obviously he's had a good run in Europe and there's some big games. Like The one that always stands out for me was like having Deportivo at home. That was like, was that the last qualifying game? Like if you won that, were you into group into stages? Into like, the group you're like, stage. yeah. yeah. Like you're right on the cusp there. Is that the biggest game that you probably played in, do you think, in your Shelburne career? Or is there other European games that's kind of stood out for you as well? Yeah, no, this, I
1: suppose biggest game in terms of for the club, it Was because these are big, it was in as well, wasn't yeah, it? yeah. It was a big European team and things like that. I mean, Hadrick split before that was a massive, team. yeah, yeah. But even, even the run like we were tuning it down They're against Croatia, were they? Yeah, the Croatia team, yeah. yeah. And we were tuning it down against Reykjavik in the first game, yeah. Um, and Alan Moore to me made a big difference that year. He played uh, obviously in Premier. He's he's in, was he from the same place as yourself? Is he from, he's from Fingers, uh, Fingers yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, down the south of Fingers, yeah. but again, he made a big difference because you could see the Level he played at, yeah. playing for Ireland, playing in the Premier League in England, and yeah. so on. and He made a massive difference that year that he ended up clawing us back into the game yeah. single handedly. Then we go over to, to Croatia and play Hadjic Split. We uh we lost the game 3 2 over there, but we had a milli up at the end, right? Big fight between right. them, ourselves, and I sort of rattled them.
0: So, like, 3 2 defeat away from home with away goals isn't a bad result, really. No, like, it's is not is a bad it? result, yeah. Yeah, you can take that, yeah. yeah. But
1: I think the the row at the end. Rattle them more than, than ourselves, like you yeah. know. They have a massive stadium over there, but the, the ground is sort of the stand is a bit away. They would from, have
0: expected to white the forges, yeah. would they? But when
1: they come to Tolka,
0: decent crowd, yeah. big crowd,
1: but they're on top of you on yeah. the pitch, and it's sort of intimidating. But that keeper, I remember that keeper was pulling off save after save, he was yeah. unbelievable. I'm mean, like, never going to score here. And then Roger comes up with a cracker of a goal, like in it's the centre half, yeah? Yeah, 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 scores a volley, top corner, one nil. And we're saying, right, that's you know, we'll go through on away goals. Then Joseph Mendo comes on and uh we're saying running into the corner and he does a little turn, little Cruyff turn, rolls across and a mower 2-0. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it set us up massive yeah. because we
1: knew who we had yeah. once we got through with that game. Like
0: and like the players you're playing with there, like obviously Joseph and Doe, like what was he like he, he was he seems a very eccentric character. I don't know how much just seen his bits on the, way, the style of play playing as a player, and then you've seen him on doing a bit of the analysis over the World Cup and stuff like that. Like what was the melting pot like being in that successful dressing room? Like you would have had different players from all around. Like I know Wes Hulham played there as well. Like he's gone on to have a massive career as well. What was that like being in that competitive dressing room when you were leading it? Like did was there ever complacency coming in because you were winning so much? Was that something you watched out for? Or like, no, yeah, or did everyone just hold a high standard? No, yeah, we
1: had to hold a high standard. Even our, our training session sometimes, and I know you probably hear this with other people that, was harder than than the matches. Mm. Like you, you go into our training sessions and you'd have, say, Wezzo and Alan Moore on one team. You'd have Stewie and Joe and Doe on another team. Mm. You know, and you'd have good defenders, good attackers, good center forwards. Jay Bourne on one side. You know, you'd have Glenn Fitzpatrick on it. Yeah. So, always high standard and, you know, if you, if you got beaten 4-0 in a training session, there'd be yeah, more yeah. there. There'd be, there'd be like um, a lot of our training sessions there was digging matches in there and that's not messing yeah. like there was, there was digging matches there was rows there was everything but we, once we left the training pitch we, you know that's it we shook yeah, hands there sadly, was never yeah. any ta- uh, taking her on into the dressing room then you go you look at Joseph you spoke about Joseph Mando, talented player couldn't get into the team because you had Jim Crawford Alan Moore Wes Houlihan Stewie Bourne all playing in the middle yeah. of the pack Ollie Cattle on the wing Alan Cawley playing you know Jay Bourne so it was hard we had a Lot of quality players, but it was hard to, to fit them all in, yeah. It's the it's same, keep same time, but yeah. they always rode in, none of them ever, ever sort of had a, a complaint about it, like you know.
0: And when did they kind of when did you see then, like of the wheels coming off the, the kind of Shelburne bus then? Because obviously, with all this big talent here, there would have been, I would imagine, a quite a large wage bill to keep everybody there. And at that time, that was kind of what 2006, Six. seven. Yeah. So even the economy around the whole country and the whole world was starting to slow down at that stage, like so. Irish football seems to replicate when the money economy kind of replicates into football and vice versa could you feel it then like where what was there was there signs that something wasn't right then when it was like did it come to an abrupt end or was it kind of yeah no it was was
1: more like 2005 we signed uh, Glenn Crow Bobby Ryan uh, Gary O'Neill, you know you're, yeah. you're you're improving the squad again. Yeah, you probably
0: the, what, the three best strikers in the league. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and
1: but we only we finished I think toward in the league that year. Yeah. We got a bad start and couldn't make the ground up in Cork yeah. one of that year and that. But the following year, then we were more determined. So again, started off well, we were cruising well in the league, and then all of a sudden checks start bouncing. Our money wasn't being paid into the bank, and yeah. as you said, we're full time now. This is where woke to me. Is what, yeah, it is. You're you know? going all in on this, yeah. Um, so, and had
0: you uh family at this stage? Yeah, like, family.
1: Yeah. I, I bought my house when I was uh 21. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're looking and saying, right, you have the family, these you have, have to have bills, you have to kids' lunches, kids' food on the table, mortgages, you have everything yeah, it's then. Not so, not just here and there, little football. No, it's not just like it's yeah, bigger, I can go back yeah. to my mom's and, and yeah. stay there. So, you know, 2006, then as I said, there was money issues, financial issues, and we had gone possibly three four weeks without being paid at one stage. So we had a meeting. And once of two weeks without being paid, you've broken a player's and, contract.
0: And are all the players coming to you here? Are you kind of because you're seeing you're still yeah, captain to the stage? I, like, yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're coming. You know, oh, we checked out the balance and they're not getting paid this week. And I'd be in the same boat. And you know, I'd be talking to Pat and say, Pat, look, lads, and he'd be same boat and so on. So I'd meet Ollie constantly, like, and you know, say, look, can't have this. So what we have done then is we decided as a team, we sat together as a team and had a meeting. Say, look, this is what's happening. promise promises that it will be paid might be this week, might be the week after, Mm. don't know, what do you want to do? So because, your contract is broken, you're free to go, you know basically. um, I'd say
0: every other club around was sniffing. Oh, of
1: course they did, you know, and in fairness to the lads, they all said, well look, what are we doing? I said, well I'm going to stay, row in, and they said they're staying and rowing in. So How
0: how far into the season were you? Were you halfway roughly? We were
1: probably over halfway, Yeah. yeah, and we were top of the table. Yeah, Derry, we were
0: there. Derry were challenges for the league. And that was a year after you came third as well yeah. so you put yeah. a bit between your teeth. Exactly well, and yeah. we've
1: said right so what we do is if we stay we try to win the league and if you win the league then you won't have people saying oh, they only play for the money. Yeah. yeah, Because you hear it all about footballers exactly. like, they're yeah. only yeah. there it's because of money. Think, yeah. 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 So when we're we're playing I think we went we said, I said to Ollie that look any money that you get if you give to me we had a committee and we say who needed it the most because we'd have okay. players yeah. that were living at home wouldn't need as much as Certain players yeah. for mortgages. Yeah. So he said that's fair enough. So if there was a thousand quid, we'd split it. And you kind of delete that, did
0: you?
1: Yeah, yeah. so I would take it, I'd, I'd have um, a copy or take a record of what players were owed, bonuses wise, wages wise, everything like that. And I'd speak to players on a regular basis, you know, and make sure that we can sort of get money for whatever it needs mm-hmm. it was. And we end up going six, seven weeks, maybe more without being paid at all.
0: That's really going above and beyond oh, your, more, yeah, your yeah, captain yeah. responsibilities like, there.
1: Like you have to realise then as well, you have to have pressures at home.
0: Yeah. You know, when you come so into you football, we're all yeah. in
1: the same boat and we're like, ground, we're not know, related to each other. But then when you go home, there's more pressures like saying, you know, the family wants this, yeah. mortgages have to be paid. You're going down restructuring mortgages and things yeah, like that. Yeah, hoping it's a lot, yeah. you know to get through it. And the staff, like Pat and all them, were the same, they were in the same boat. You know, so I think the staff then said to Ali, look, we're going to go on strike if, if, if nothing's going to happen. So, but Pat secretly said, we're going on strike, but he'd be telling me, look, you just need to train, make sure we're right for the game. <laughs> so, I'd take the training session and I'd speak to Pat and say, yeah, look, this is what we've done in training, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And he's like, grand, grand. So, he'd be keeping an eye on it. But and wasn't talking to Pat, Pat wasn't talking to Ollie. Right. So, I was to go between between the two of them. And it was just a circle going round and round and round. But... And you're still winning games. And still winning the league, games. Yeah. Then we played, uh, we, oh, sorry, Derry City were the closest to us. Derry City played uh, an eligible player but he got away with that year. Dublin City ended up falling.
0: Yeah, that was a big controversy because I think the points were given back or something like that. It was but, something like that?
1: No, with Derry, Derry had been had beaten uh, Dublin City once yeah. and lost them once. we beaten them twice so yeah. six points was taken off us whereas three points ah, only right. yeah only yeah. taken off, uh, yeah. off Derry sort Again, it brings Derry closer yeah. to us. Um, but in the, the heel of the hunt then, as I said, we end up winning the league on goal difference and, uh, you know, that's when we got the trophy and said, it was great, but the day we got the trophy, we didn't get the medals. I had to go over to the FBI the following day to collect the medals. Don't ask me why it didn't okay, happen yeah. There. So, drove over the it's next peculiar, day, yeah. medals underneath the table, brought them and gave them to the lads. We met up that night in uh, the halfway house up in okay, yeah. Navan Road yeah, yeah. and we end up saying, there's your medals and, thanks very much and end up going separate ways. That must be a surreal experience. Unbelievable. You know? That's yeah. why, you know, a lot of people look at Stewie Bourne when he had a little yeah. uh, the rant after the match. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people think it's all about it was about it Stephen was an awful Kenny. It was off the ball
0: or someone always played. Yeah. <laughs> it was about Stephen Kenny though, wasn't it?
1: No, it was about the whole accumulate of everything. Oh, okay. you, you have to think of the pressure like the players were under. Yeah, One, not getting paid, family life, you know, being affected. Two, um, coming in and wanting to win games. Three, then you'd... you'd uh, Dublin City fouling, dirty yeah. city getting the points. It Felt like everything was and against And Everything was yeah. seen to be piling and point and piling. And then Stewie hears that uh, Bowles were contacted by, by Steven. He wasn't even manager there, wasn't he? The no, time. he was dirty the manager. Yeah. So, so just like, didn't
0: want you to win the league. No, I,
1: and I can understand that. Yeah. Like he's he's encouraging his old players to try to yeah. get them to beat us so that way he win the league. <laughs> and that's part of football. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't and have any eating, anything like, like like that. He's involved with there. Even. Everything sort of built up and you know, and Stewie have to be honest, it was unbelievable in the game man of the match was he man of the match yeah. man of the match scored a penalty you know yeah. he was brilliant he was everywhere now.
0: but that microphone was that's what that was on the pitch it was only 60 seconds yeah, after yeah, the it was just or something, yeah
1: straight into his face and I got Texas and saying tell Stewie to calm down I, I thought at the time it was how we played Yeah, they're saying oh you're brilliant you know time to yeah. calm down didn't think anything of it and we all met up the next day for a few drinks and uh Stewie said his phone was getting hopped over by yeah uh, dirty fans and I'm like why and he told me the story and I'm like oh don't blame and then when I seen it I was Yeah. Like, oh, but can I didn't understand exactly why.
0: You know, you're full of frustration. He probably all he wanted to do was say the word "fuck" and he yeah. couldn't because he yeah. was live on TV. Exactly. So he just was like trying, if to, if trying you know, to get it out but hold it in without saying it. He's the only man who could do, court do court. that interview
1: without coursing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's being honest. You know, he probably gave himself a hernia trying yeah. not to oh, do I it. I've like. yeah. a lot of time for Stewart, a lot of respect for him. And as I said, he just—it was just a complete release. Yeah. And he probably said everything that players are feeling at the time. Yeah, yeah, and that's all it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Did you get interviewed as well? Were you asked, or was it just because obviously you were the captain? But was it
1: just? I think he was mine was the just. Match? I, had to, I had to think about the game. Like yeah. you just spoke about the game. It wasn't about yeah. nothing else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <so> I <laughs> learned. I learned my lesson some years ago. <laughs> I ended up, uh, I got a player of the year back in two thousand and two. Players' player of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I was playing left full that year, and it was a right full. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting to get yeah, anything. Yeah. So, uh, that was the
0: whole like um, the, the, the players' player of the year, all the players. All, all the players' over for, it. All for you, yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm sitting there and I was, I was well on at this stage. Yeah. And the comedian at the time was uh, Brendan O'Carroll. And he's up <laughs> effing and blinding now him <laughs> doing the speech. And next minute they called out my name for winning. Yeah. And I went up with garg- and I started talking and effing and blinding now me. Yeah. <clears throat> and the next day, <clears throat> sorry, Ollie Bourne contacts me and says, uh, What speech were you giving like? <laughs> I said, Ollie, I was gargled. I <clears throat> sorry to take it. time right. yeah, I said <coughs> I was gargled do you want a cup of water? no no Grant I said uh, I said I was gargled I said I didn't think I was getting it and they handed me the trophy and I said <laughs> I just had him playing in my mind Renault right, no Carrol and I'm spewing out things and I said after that then I said right make sure I don't drink going to awards and if you're doing any of those interviews, just make sure you hey, keep it on the low. you
0: weren't offered a part of Mrs. Brown's boy. No no, no no I'm not doing it I'm well
1: before that. all that <laughs> Um but yeah, so I don't
0: think he'd be doing those awards anymore he's a multi-millionaire no he, stage, didn't he didn't need it yeah exactly
1: he was only up and cunning at the yeah. time but, yeah. um, but no that's that's, that's why Stewie's frustration just boiled over yeah that's
0: good cool, but it's, I think people real football fans love that to see a bit of passion of course, yeah. like you don't yeah. really get that anymore you know everyone's they're all media trained and they have to be fair enough but yeah. I think it's great when you see a bit of raw passion like
1: that oh, it's, but even the managers back then you'd think Pat and Roddy Collins Dermot Keely, always had rows in the paper yeah. you know yeah. where it was great because of a lot of passion then yeah in the game, and as I said, even one time, I remember Roddy said something about, about Shells. And I'm talking to Roddy, like me and you talking now. And, and Terry Everson was there. Next minute, Ollie came up, pulled me out of way, and said throwing digs at Roddy. Like, you know, <laughs> what's this? Is about? the chairman of Shells this having a the, go yeah.
0: after it? Was he the Bowes manager at the time? Or? Yeah, yeah, he was Bowes manager, yeah. And just
1: started throwing digs. Like, and, you know, that was Ollie. The, yeah. Ollie was very passionate, man. Yeah. Like, you know, didn't want anyone saying that about his club. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah he was well in fairness like he seemed a really eccentric character and like you said the stuff he's did over the years like it's I think someone should do some sort of a film or a documentary oh, did, on it yeah definitely. we always just
1: to say to me, should have wrote a book like yeah. uh, some of the stuff he'd yeah, done the like, memories you know. of it but I don't think he, I don't think he had to say half of the things he, <laughs> he was up to but uh, now a real character Lally, like you know there
0: was one story maybe we can be clarity on there was a story of there was some link with like Saddam Hussein's solicitor oh, that was, or something yeah, like yeah that
1: was that. I was uh, can you give me a bit of context I was there that? at that yeah. time yeah it was I came into Talga Park and this Gorgeous helicopter lands in the middle of Talca Park. On the pitch, like on yeah. the pitch. And uh, I went down to meet Ollie and I'm in there and Saddam was saying solicitor is in there talking to Ollie and Ollie's like, Oh, no, this is Stefano or whatever his name is, you know and I'm where, going, where is he
0: from? Is he Italian or I think so, yeah. Okay. yeah I think he we was based in England, time. you know. And
1: yeah. for, I'm like, Ali goes, This is such. I said, Ali, I know who he is. I said, I seen him representing Saddam Hussein on a <laughs> like on the telly. Like, for What's the, he
0: doing at Talca Park? And yeah. he was
1: there to try to buy the club, like. Okay, yeah. you know, and these were the characters that were coming in and out of the club <laughs> all the time. Like, it was, you'd have politicians, you'd have uh, the, like, the lawyer, solicitor, yeah. it's just everyone from every walk of life was yeah. walking in and out. They the probably
0: club. just, I'd imagine a part of it was the Talca Park property I area. I would say like, so, yeah. So that was I a big appetite for as well. Like, yeah. For
1: Ali was. He he knew everyone. Yeah. And then we, we trained over That's in really, yeah. over in United's ground in Carrington one year, like and uh United were playing Porto yeah. in the Champions League quarterfinals. That's
0: when Kane kicked Victor Boy was That's that when year? um Mourinho ran a down, down a the line yeah. and
1: slid. And we're trained over there and it was thirty of us obviously training and that day we rang Ollie or nutty rang Ollie said, Look, any chance of take tickets for tonight's mm. game to that'd be sold out. And we said, I've just hardly a chance our name. Ollie rings around, rings us back and said, Right, when you're walking down the team Stephen the Greek will, Meet you and he'll uh, look after you. So some fella we walked down to the match, some fella, there you go, there's 30 tickets for the, Champions Plenty, yeah. the Class, yeah That's the day of the of the game. Yeah, he managed to get 30 tickets for us. Yeah.
0: That's that was Ali. Cool, that's a serious yeah. pull now, to be fair. But it yeah. was
1: so he had over had United the first team over, like Roy Keane's first game back out of the Saipan in Ireland was against Shells. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know if I was that. I remember going to see Celtic. You Celtic, Celtic was all you were playing. Manchester
1: United, the dream. I remember team. I was at that game. Yeah, as well. yeah that was yeah. packed up. Sold every week.
0: I remember your man. There was a star player. It was a Fletcher. Fletcher couldn't, couldn't I don't kick even ball. play. He just did a warm up and waved yeah. to all the couldn't, fans. He was obviously shocking. Yeah. Never played in his life. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and they the couldn't s- give it away by <laughs> bringing him on. So he just stayed. on the But the
1: second time they come over, he was he learned how to play football. Yeah, and what he did, he said he wanted to do it for a European game. So we'd done the match. where it's a stop start uh, they said was us, Right, one of you have to miss the penalty. and we're like, Well, you're not missing the penal, you know. <laughs> so, we had to get the kit man on,
0: to yeah, take the
1: penalty, and put the penal <laughs> over the bar. Like, so, uh, but, so you're
0: technically a TV star, as well. Oh, there yeah. you go, yeah, yeah. to
1: chest. So, yeah. But, them. Um, it was good, like, you know, yeah. only just knew it was packed out there, I remember, going, yeah, 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 only knew. And as I say, Roy King's first game back out side pan. great reception in, in Talca yeah. Park, like, you know, and I, I got the pennant signed by Roy the whole lot, Deli, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i got. South Coast jersey and things like that. Class, and then you have yeah. lads getting everyone's jersey that day, so it was Brilliant, good. Yeah, it you know? great days like, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be one to go looking for jerseys after matches. Yeah, in incident, yeah. Something like, something it was like just. That.
0: Were you a United fan growing up or anything? Yeah, I'd
1: yeah. like United. Yeah, yeah same yeah. as
0: myself. So yeah, yeah. It's been a hard I'll few days. Come years on back. I'll Come yeah, on back. Get, <laughs> slowly getting there. Yeah, we won't go too far into it. So look, that like the shells, I really want to spend time on because of that. Like because it was just so much going on. Then you get the call to go to your boyhood club. Bowls, like, was that controversial, or did everyone just understand? Because obviously, the whole team pretty much split, you all had to go to different places. Well, yeah. Obviously, Bowls and Chelsea are massive rivals.
1: Yeah, Ollie Bourne didn't want me to to go anywhere. Yeah. He uh, he said no, he, he offered me a five year contract, offered me the manager's job, the whole lot on top. And I'm like, Ollie, you can't even pay me now, to, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, he took uh, I had to go to a tribunal to get uh, on my yeah. contract. And Ollie went down with me, and um, John Delamar was there, and he, it was a thousand quid they had to pay. To do to go to the tribunal. And I like, thought disappointed is pointless. I said, you better get that thousand quid and give it to the, the lads that, just that need that it, goal, like you know. Yeah. Um and he turned around, no, no, we're doing this. So we went to anyway. I got told, yeah, I'm me contract because I hadn't paid in mm. six, seven weeks longer. So I that, you go sw- upset
0: about that? Like, because obviously you'd put a lot in there and you are no, been looking I, after the players. I to wasn't. Enough, no, I just...
1: no, wasn't upset because to me it was like he wanted me there.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. Do you
1: know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, Well, I would like I wouldn't have probably left Shells if Shells were continuing on you, and things yeah, like yeah. that. And he was like, uh, after he goes, Come on, we go for lunch. So he brought me out for lunch. <laughs> after a, he, tribunal After Tribunal, he brought me for lunch. And he goes, Right, look, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sell you to QPR. And I was like Ali, Ollie, you can't yeah. sell me to QPR. I said, Look, I'm at to sign the pre contract with, with Bowes. No, I don't want you to go to Bowes. I said, No, I said, Look, I'm happy to go to Bowes. Like, you know, I've had other offers from other clubs. You're in your late twenties
0: here, yeah? I was yeah,
1: late twenty yeah. And I said, um I said, No, look. You know their club that owned me to support them as the I said I'm gonna go there. Like it's it's easier for me. And I was asked to go to Derby and a few other clubs. You know
0: you know temptation to go and give England a try. No. No.
1: Keeley said to me years ago. He said, "Look, do you want to go to? Do you want to go up to England?" I said, "No, I'm I'm happy here." And I did uh, sign a pre contract in Holland years before that, and yeah, I didn't yeah. want to go there either. Like so, I said, "No, look, I'm quite happy. I was earning a good living. You know, family all around, coming down to the matches. I enjoyed it." Um, so I was always happy like to yeah. to play here and like that then Ali after that as I said I went to they went to, to Bowles and Jerry Cuff and Jerry Convey me, signed, me, uh, signed me at Bows.
0: yeah and then like again that was what <coughs> six years of Bowles is that right yeah and again two more league titles there League Cup and the one thing I was keen to talk to you about with Bowes was yeah, he's also won the Satanta Cup yeah what was that like as an experience because obviously he's not on anymore like I can imagine there were some tasty games there, especially going up playing like against yeah, Linfield or Glen and away and stuff. Like, how did you find that experience?
1: Oh, you—you know what? It's a real—how uh, would you say? It's a challenge knowing that you're playing the best teams in Northern Ireland, yeah. And you always want to represent your league in the best yeah. way and say, "Well, look, we're the heady hills and But in the first attempt, the cup, of the first year, inaugural year, was shells got to the final against Linfield. I was suspended for that, and I remember two yellow cards, and you were suspended. Yeah. One of them probably was a yellow card. The second was against Porter down and I was walking backwards and I fell over a fella's foot and the referee booked me. <laughs> okay, and I was yeah. fuming because that made me miss the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But um I ended up watching the final. Yeah, it was in talk. Yeah, yeah. Linfield end up yeah. end up winning. I think it was 2-0 and good, like you know. That'd be a sicker, yeah. You don't know when it's gonna come back around. Yeah. Uh, but at both and that um, was his first that was his that first. Was like year, yeah. year yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and then at uh, and a, a lot of respect for Linfield that time because they were really a top, mm. top team. But I thought, you know, we could have gone out and, and won that game. And in fairness, they came to Tulloch Talcans- and got a good win. intimidating could, environment they got go Yeah, and, to go. and in fairness, as like I said, Pelton they were the probably win. one of the top teams in the in the country mm. as well at that time. And uh, Jeffrey was manager and things. You know, the really good manager, good squad, everything there. So, like you said, when we played then um, for Bowes in the Satanta Cup, it was playing against the Port of Downs and that again. And thankfully, this time, as you know, we had a good team, as in a team that could. Uh, I wouldn't say best individual players but really good team as in work hard for each other good spirit you know if one player went out another player would come in and had the same sort of uh, army in in that they could do the same job without having to, to question them like so really good uh, set up as I said and we end up playing Pats in the final and uh, played over and Tala Stadium. actually the first trophy won in Tala was Boyabow's team. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have
0: to remind him about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, as I said, Pat's again a good team, and the Brandon Murphy scoring against his old club. Like yeah. you know, uh, it was a good win for us. Like
0: with um, we're looking back because like um, you had five league titles at Shelburne, two at Bowes. Is that the most in the league? Has anyone matched that? Now, uh,
1: Sean Gannon, I think, has overtook that. Has he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like that, you know, you're so you look. But you had the record there until a joint recent. record. By, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. But like that, yeah, you're looking and saying, the, the ones that you look back on, is the ones that got away. Last yeah. game of the season, I think I've lost three in the last game of the season. Right. You know, yeah. one of them, there was an argument between players at the, at the club up sort of disrupting the club. We were 13 points clear with nine games to go. This and we the shells Yeah, shells. Yeah. You know, and then at Bowles, we lost it on goal difference uh, against Rovers and so on. So they're the ones that you look back and say, what if, but... Is,
0: of the seven, was
1: the one that meant the most to you? Fair I suppose as, you know what I look back on the on the foursome, the first double I done uh, sh- uh, shells, yeah. it was sort of I don't mean to say easy, but it was we won the league easily. Yeah. We won it by 13 points, and we forced double at Bowes. We won the, the league easily. I think the Bowes one really means a lot because of the fact that we lost our second game to Pats, and everyone wrote us off for the league. Right, yeah. and then we went didn't get beaten to the second last game of the season And would you have gone to Daily Mount as a kid like would you have gone to many yeah, games Yeah I used to go and down and, it, and yeah. watch bowls, and uh, back then I don't know if anyone knows you know Daly Mount but there used to be the pitch would be up around eye level so there was a big drop and if you're standing there you'd be looking at the, just that <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, you know, especially yeah. <laughs> as a young lad but uh, thankfully it's a lot different <laughs> yeah, now Yeah yeah not the best vantage point No, though, right, no yeah. and I went and watched France against Ireland there and Platini was playing it was probably the worst game of uh, nil all board and drop yeah, and the yeah. place was packed yeah. in after us yeah. but as I said uh, when I played, I loved Tolker Park and I loved uh, Daily Mount Park playing yeah. them. And us Cross was another one. There. Everyone says so Turners Cross. Yeah, it's just, yeah. again, I like the the pitches where the stand is sort of close and on yeah. top and, you know, Tim Inchy Inchie Corby like that as yeah. well. Like, and yeah, it's no,
0: always Cross is always yeah. the one that comes up. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. No, yeah. That's, I've never been to a game down there. I mean, no, I it's good. I like Daily Mount because it was a massive pitch. Probably yeah. the
1: biggest pitch in, in the country at the yeah. time. And being young and, you know, having the legs to run. That was yeah. that was easier for me to, to play on.
0: Like, obviously, just, just to kind of to summarize on the, the football career, like, you're finished in there. Like you, you finished up with balls. Obviously, you went into management. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes' time. But, like, looking back on it there, it's definitely, like, it's definitely not, we spoke there, it's not really the conventional route into senior football that you did. Like, you literally pretty much came off the streets into mm. pro football. And, again, going down to Kilkenny as a 16-year-old on a bus to get going. But then you look back over what you did at Shell's like been handling the captaincy at such a young age and the role you played as captain, we're talking about there, like way above and beyond what a standard club captain would have to do. Like, what do you think was the kind of pillar behind all of this? Like what, like, did you have a particular mindset you think that molded you? Is it's... Yeah, I think so. Because it's not, what you did isn't, not many people can do. And I mean it in a re- really good way. So there's obviously some foundation that well, you they, have like, to your core that allowed you to get through all this. I think, you know?
1: the, I think the fact is, like, when I won the fourth trophy at Home Farm, the Shield, and I remember that year, Home Farm and Peter Eccles signed and John Cody. And John Cody had, say, four league medals, doubles and things like that. Peter Eccles, a lot of league medals, for Ireland. I went to Shells then and he had uh, Mick Neville, six league titles. And for some reason, I'm like, I want what they want, or yeah. what they have. I want to get there. <clears throat> you know, and how do I do that? Yeah. The only way you can do it is by hard work. You know, and making sure that the, the players around you all roll into the same thing. So even at Shells, when new players come in, they had there was a standard set and the group of players that were there never let the new players come in and drop that standard. Mm. It was like, this is it. And I remember even even at Bowes when we got that standard that we signed three or four players from Derry and Sligo and so on. And they couldn't believe the training sessions were so high standard that, you know, they, they had to get up to that level. Yeah. And I think I injured two or three of them in the first couple hey, of games, yeah. or a couple of uh, training sessions. And Nutsy brought me in and said, eh, look, you need to calm down. Don't know and I was like, right, Miranda, I'll, I'll drop my standards a bit. And then during the year, then all of a sudden I got dropped. I wasn't getting in. And I was fuming. And, and I met Pat, and <clears throat> Pat was telling me, he goes, you're not an at in training. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's a real. Me. I said, <laughs> they're telling me to drop. So again, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's it, I need to yeah. prove a point here. Like, and, there was one thing when you talk about managers, like Dermot and and Nutzy, I always wanted to to impress or to make sure that we won games. You know, because if we lost two in a row, there was always that. Oh, they just lost away yeah, say, exactly. Yeah. And there was always a drive to say, "We're not losing this one. We're making yeah. sure." So, I suppose I had that in my mindset that I always wanted to win.
0: Yeah, and um, mm. did, like playing on the edge like that and having that drive. Did it? We had to enjoy the game, like you know a lot of players achieve a lot and they say it was down to the attitude and being on the edge but when they look back on their career they
1: kind of go I wish I kind of enjoyed it a bit more did you have the same thing yeah, or? I, I enjoy it like I enjoyed the, the playing but it's hard like you know if you lose a game the next day it's not worth talking it's no one like I, my family I made sure don't near me like because i will be like a demon and that's yeah. and it, it could be a form of I don't know if you want to say depression like you'd be sitting there sulking all day and the only one you can talk to about the game would be the players that played the game yeah it's, it's a mad mindset like yeah. you know and then you'd wait for the next game and bang you'd win and you'd enjoy the weekend but then you'd go out and you could lose a game and all of a sudden your weekend your week is just ruined again it's just there's so many highs and lows thankfully I had more more highs yeah, than lows yeah. but it's a horrible feeling when you lose a match like yeah. if, you, if you have that mindset of wanting to win Constantly.
0: And as you were playing, like, did, did the family go and watch you play, like, um, did, like did, like, you mentioned your mom at the, at the start there, you were saying she was a big driving force at that young age. Like, would they have gone, would your kids have gone to games and stuff? Yeah, as, the whole lot of
1: them. To, yeah, me, uh, my wife, Michelle, used to come down with the kids and that, you know, Friday, or when the kids were younger, her mom would mind them and yeah. and they'd come down. But she'd come down and we were there, uh, always at the games. And as I said, you know, even the other players, that wives and all, we all go to after. We were the sort of younger, younger kids, you know. With the senior players and that, but there was always a good relationship there as in there uh, with all the, the squad and our yeah. their players and things like that. But yeah, always came down when I played in the uh, Deportivo, my young floor walked out with mascot, he's the one that's in the in the photograph, he's four years of age. Exactly, yeah. And I have the photograph signed by every player, every yeah. Shells player, and I got him to sign it as well when he was four. <laughs> <class>. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, I have that as I said. Probably a better handwriting yeah. than half <laughs> yeah. the lads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is a squiggles. <laughs> but you know, when you look back at they're great memories amazing, to have amazing yeah um, what uh, story I was saying earlier about my man was that we were playing over in, in Rosenberg and Ollie Bourne rings me on the, the Wednesday I think it was and said look do man, I want to go to the match and I said uh, I'd ask, so I asked my man she said look do you want to go to the match she said "Ah, oh, no I won't go this time i leave it your dad's walking, blah 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 I said okay so next when Ollie rings me towards he said is she sure like she can go on the flight Fix me up next week. Yeah. I said, "Man, look, you want to go? No, no, definitely not." Now, where our flight was at Friday morning?
0: It was a charter plane, was it? Charter
1: plane, Friday morning, about six o'clock or wherever it is. And uh, I said, "This is Thursday night, ten o'clock." I said, Are "You sure you don't want to go?" He said, "100%, I'm not going. No, it's grand, Grant. So I got to the airport, and I'm sitting there, and Tony McCarthy goes, oh, "I seen your man down there," and I goes, "No, no, my man's not going." He said, oh, "I could have sworn it was so well. Said no. So all the fans were on the on the flight. Then we got on and was sitting there. It's only when I got off in the airport over in, over in Rosenberg. I see my going, boy, you're said, so what are you doing? She said, oh, yeah, I decided to come. I said, where's my dad? He said, I didn't tell him. He said, he was asleep. So I got up and went, <laughs> and she wrote a note on the fridge to say, gone to the match. I'll be back in a couple of days. <laughs> see, in a few days. And yeah. that's that's the way she was. She just <laughs> went and does the thing. And I'm sitting there, oh, my God, this is, this is what they want. So she was in
0: the UAE and then Rosenberg was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <So they're laughs> the yeah. Exactly.
1: And that'd be my Drop at a hat. She'd be always, uh, yeah, where are you playing this week? Gone. Do you know what I mean? Because she had a good. That, yeah. The, the fans, of the supporters of Shells, she was in there with them, yeah. and you know, they always had a good little club that would go off together. Same with Bose when, when I joined Bose, you know, the likes of Lynn and people down there would always look after her, and she'd have a great, great crack there, like you know. Amazing, so yeah. and she's still in touch with Bose fans and, and Shells fans today. and Do you go to any time. games still now? I go to like, the Bose game, yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a membership of Bose, so we yeah. go down. Um, every week they're, they're playing at home. Yeah, I yeah. don't go to the Shells games as much as a bit further away, but I do look at results on the telly or yeah. watch their games on the telly. So I so, like to come in. Just so, keep in an the, eye when on. it's the
0: North Dublin Derby, do you have your Bowls jersey on? i
1: just say and watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Good answer. I yeah. won't push anymore. I love that Like, again, like going through the playing career there, it was brilliant. Like, again, just to hear the mindset and the attitude, and I think just. I think Shelburne is just a really interesting case study as to kind of what the League of Ireland can be like, you know, in terms of the highs and lows and everything in between with it. Um, but then like like you, you get the Bows and I think it's really cool that you go to another club and you think it's an end of such a successful chapter, but then you go on and you start a whole other chapter of Bows. Like it's very impressive to go and win another two league titles. And I think like am I right in saying they were the first two league titles Bows had, had for a while, right?
1: Yeah, they're the first back to back league titles that he ever had. Ever. Yeah. Right. So that's another huge success them, there. Yeah. 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 So then the step into
0: management I'd love just to talk about for a couple of minutes on because I'm always fascinated. Like you would have definitely come in, I would I know every there's a, there's always an old school and a new school every few years it swaps over. Yeah. But when you came in first, you're talking about, about Kilkenny City lads taking false teeth out before games, putting gum yeah, shields on. Much different. Uh, when you start then getting involved with management, the balls. Did you start at underage first, and and then you it was a little pathway up then? Yeah, I started did, with
1: the reserve team. Yeah, were you still um, playing at that stage? I was still playing. Yeah, so I was playing and doing the reserve team. So like that. And a, a Friday night I could be going back from Derry and then I'd go up to Finn Harps on a Saturday you know it was tough enough for uh,
0: <laughs> I hope you were getting paid mileage for well, all this no, I
1: wish um, but like that you know we were bringing younger players through Pat brought in some young good talented yeah. players and you know it's, they were talking about bringing in an under-19s league then at the time Okay. so you know we, we brought in younger players Rather than having the same old.
0: Did you go around just the local clubs and? Yeah, the likes of home farm
1: and yeah. I'd go to and we took most of the players from home farm as, as we went on. But Notsy had a had these players in before I, you know he took over them, um, and it was a case we went up to Derry and these lads were very young; they were only seventeen 18, and eighteen, coming out of schoolboy football. And instead of bringing say if the senior players didn't play, we bring them into the reserve team. We just said, look, we'll take these youngsters up, show them what the league was about, mm. brought them up, and played Derry's reserve team, and Derry had a few. Senior players that weren't playing that were in it, and they absolutely batted the umpels 6 0. The umpels couldn't believe the step up that they had to try get to, mm. you know. And it was a real eye opener for them, like, and a I think, experience, yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, if you look at uh, the players then that part, ended up bringing in like Keith Buckley, Stephen Trainer, you know, all these players that went on and had good careers mm. in the game. You know, Buckle's still down at, at still Bowles down, now, yeah. you know. But it was an eye an, an opener for them to see this is the standard. And then when they came to Bowles, they seen that the standard that was there already was a higher standard again. You know, Glenn Crowe Jay J-Bone, Glenn Crowe, uh, myself, Killian Brennan. So, they seen the standard they they we wanted them at and then they seen the standard that they had to play against. Like, okay. So, it was an eye-opener for them and I think it, it was a good, you know, a good learning curve for yeah. them. Yeah,
0: and then, when you got the, eventually got the, the Bowles senior job, like, you were obviously at Bose, then you went to Sligo and then your shells. Like So, you're, you're, you're such so your Bowles and uh, Shells is added pressure because you're, you're a legend in the clubs from what you've done as a player. How did you find, actually, Going from, because obviously when you're the, you're obviously a leader as a captain, but it's a whole different animal when you're, the, especially when you become the full-on manager as well. There's all these different roles, responsibilities. How did you find that, like, being the manager and looking at players of the kind of newer generation who are maybe a little bit different and not quite as maybe hardened as some of the old school generation? But the the, the
1: was, Bowls one wasn't too bad because there were players I was playing with. Yeah. So as in my last season at Bowls, I was an amateur. Um, because the club were financially difficult, okay, yeah. so I became an amateur. So when Aaron left, I was asked would to take over, and I said okay. But it's still I should have played on more. Yeah, I, I was so thirty seven at the time.
0: So you kind of retired a few months early, did you? Did yeah, it? I was
1: like, well, I won't stay on playing because if I'm on the pitch and I'm if I'm playing, I'll be giving out the player. And then if you're kind of off tariff, the pitch, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, hard, it's hard thing. Hard, but yeah. um, you know, I said good squad of players. We were fighting relegation. We end up staying up and avoiding relegation, which is great. Following year, then we did well. And like that, I got an offer then from from Sligo to go there full time football. Yeah. As I said, I wasn't getting paid as a player, you know, I wasn't earning much money. So it was a bit of a no brainer for me to to, to try it. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, went to Sligo, um, you know, looked at it, they told me what the plan was. And then a couple of months later, the plan changes and so on. So it didn't work out for me. End up leaving there. And I was like, that's I don't wasn't really into the management side of it then. I got offered a few, a few gigs and I was like, no, you know what? I'll take a step back and joy life because when you're football you miss out on 24 weddings, mm. everything, like you miss out on a lot of stuff with family. People think, oh you you're yeah, full time, you have more time to do things, you don't, you know. Well, the you games got, are always on, games is on a Friday, times, like yeah. yeah, and then if you, if it's a bank holiday weekend, you have a game Friday and a game Monday so that's your mm. bank holiday out the window. Your holidays are now Christmas time, Yeah, you can't, so you're going away <laughs> freezing cold, <the> fro- <laughs> thinking you're going to fro- Florida, it's roasting and yeah, it's not, yeah. like so yeah, uh, yeah, it was a case of uh, I'll take a step back you know, and enjoy a bit it. And, I'd
0: say that was the family happy with that when you decided to take the step back? Like yeah, obviously they, it's it's you pursuing your career but they have to sacrifice as well I, as you're doing I, it. I know, mean, yeah. the sacrifice
1: they do make is, yeah. is unbelievable. I said even at my sister's wedding uh, I, we were at Bowls at the time and I was the wedding we were playing Sligo on the Saturday and my sister's wedding was on the on the Friday. So I liked that training was Thursday night and I said to Pat look, my sister's wedding's on and he goes no, I want you to train it tonight. So, went to training and then, uh, sorry, our wedding was on. I'm getting this all mixed up here, but our wedding was on the Thursday. Right. And uh, the night you had training. The night I had yeah. training. And he goes to me, No, I want you at training. Like, you know, I need a big match tomorrow. Yeah. So, I end up going to the wedding, staying there for the, at the church part, leaving the wedding, coming back to Dublin, going to train, go back down to the wedding, get me field heated up in the microwave, <laughs> have the field, and went straight to bed, like, <laughs> because I was yeah, preparing yeah. for the match yeah, the next yeah. day. And that was, you know, when you're, you're yeah. looking back and you're saying, the sacrifices that you yeah. make, you know, it's not only really me making them. I don't mind that for myself, but yeah. you're asking your whole family then to make those sacrifices yeah. as well, like which is difficult. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, getting back to the management side of it, uh, as I said, you do make the sacrifices. When I took the step back then, I was like, Grant, happy with this. I was playing over 35s, of English yeah. United, yeah. kick about, which is grand.
0: Probably some of the lads you played around the street back in the day, were you? Like, but the, yeah, like there the was, years previous. But the likes of
1: Davy Kane and Paul Kane, these these are junior international players yeah. that were playing for Finglish United. You know. Stephen Gagan actually said to me, "Come up and we're, we're, playing, we're having a training session. Come up and do it and I said, oh, "All right, I'll go up." And then he, he says, was "Playing me, with him as well, was he?" Yeah, and he goes, to "Me, oh no, I forgot to he's tell, he's tell you, it's a match." Match some teams, did he, you? He said it was a match, and I thought it was a training session. Yeah. And he goes, "Here, come on, we're playing a match," and I end up signing for them. But then we end up signing like Glenn Crow, it was Gary O'Neill, it, was Gary <laughs> Sliney. We had, you know, between junior internationals yeah. and senior, you know, League of Ireland players. I take it that we won or
0: two league medals there, was there?
1: We won, yeah, we constantly won the league. Uh, <laughs> we actually went unbeaten for the season, and our last game was in the Amateur Cup, and the manager decided to change things around yeah. and mix it up and play people in different positions. We ended up losing that one game, like for the biggest <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> cup in Europe, all well, good. But then I went to Sandy Hills, Shangan, after that, played that, and we ended up winning the Amateur Cup and the leagues there yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah. we got good 35s. Yeah. But then, um, as I said, when I when I stopped sort of managing that I was asked um, my uncle was the the chairman of Shell's underage ladies team he said look will you come up and put a few sessions on so yeah went up threw a few sessions on for them actually one day a week I was doing it and I was enjoying it and then um, down the line the manager of the ladies senior team ended up uh, leaving and he said look will you give a dig out just to be someone?" yeah went in there and they were a good bit off the pace in the league and you know still in the league cup we ended up winning the league cup got to the playoff a league playoff against Wexford and unfortunately, one of the girls that they slipped Stephen Gerrard moment, and Wexford end to win the league and, and that and that playoff game. But again, it was good learning hurt me. You know when you yeah. when you're bringing your ideas to the to the, the ladies team and they're, they're rolling in behind it and so on. Did so, it
0: feel different winning having success as a manager versus a player? Was there any? Yeah, not
1: really. I, I'd rather player wise You know, manager is great. You see other people yeah. enjoying the success. Yeah. You know, it's not about me. It's about them, and you can see the, the smiles on their faces. Whereas me as a player, I you know it was me that was getting that smile and I'm sure Nutsy and them were just delighted for the likes of me getting it. Then I um I got a phone call and Joe Casey asked would I be, uh, take the, the sl- or the, the shellman manager's role uh, Kevin Doughty had, had walked away from So I was like didn't really want to and I told him I said look I'll do it until you get someone in. Went in that day I've steadied the ship and ran the following year won the League Cup was that I was he won the Leinster Cup.
0: Was that then part time? Part time yeah. It, 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 it's it was always part time like, when I was yeah. there yeah.
1: And again, you're going back to the thing of training Monday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, game Friday, weekends. And again, it comes back to your commitments and your, you know, the family life sort of suffers a bit. So like that, we did all right in the season. Following year, then we win the the Leinster Cup against uh, against Dundalk, a good Dundalk team. So it was the first bit of success that they had in a, in a while. That was grand. I could see the smiles on on players' faces, and I started bringing saying, "Look, we can do something." Following year, then we end up defending the the Lancaster Cup beating Pats in uh, in Talca, get to the the playoffs, uh, beat on uh, beat Rotter up there, one 0 take it to Talca Park, and then two players get sent off and brilliant. everything. But we took it to penalties, end up losing on penalties. We had nine men for, I'd say at least sixty minutes of the game, yeah. and then uh, extra time as well. And the lads were absolutely brilliant. Like you right. know, it played out our skin. Yeah. Unfortunately, end up losing it on there. On penalties.
0: And that was was that the last game you've had then that was Jersey? the last one out yeah. So a yeah. penalty out loss was the last game yeah, you've yeah, managed. managed that in yeah level. thanks for reminding
1: me. <laughs> right. okay <laughs> uh, but that no, was it, it was it was after that then met the the owner, a new owner come in and he sort of wanted to do things different a different way, he wanted to you know say what players come in, who didn't come in and sort of wanted more hands on. Fair enough. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't yeah. for me. And uh so sort of went our separate ways yeah. and that was that like you know yeah that was
0: good have so now that was how many years ago was that That was 2018, I think, was it when you Quite Possibly, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so any growth to get back into it since? No, absolutely none. No, as I said, uh, I enjoyed, Now you know, mate of mine was managing Glenville, and he asked me what to do coaching sessions there, or, you know, Joey's, can you down and do it? So I go down to teams, teams asked me to do training sessions, things that I'd put one on, but no interest in in getting back into it. You like Like,
0: being on the pitch and the coaching side. I don't mind the coaching, yeah, yeah,
1: but I don't want to do the commitment side of it either, as in be there, because when my mate was doing Glenville, he's like, you know, you just come in and do one session and then one it's session, two to two. And then when you come down to the match, <laughs> the next thing he's playing down in Tralee, and I'm like, hold on, you know, it's getting back into that. So yeah. I, I, you know, You're I said, pulling you back, in, yeah, yeah. I don't know, not, definitely not going back into it. And uh, I said, it, it's family life's much better, like, you know, yeah, because yeah. Of it.
0: yeah. no, it's, it's a real interesting thing because like, I think with the family life, you talk about the, you, you, that's a real point in story there about your, your sister's wedding, but then the upside is like those memories of like your mum being at the way end in Rosenberg or having your kids on the pitch I'm sure yeah, like, the, like some amazing, brilliant memories like, amazing you know, memories. Yeah. So there's a lot of sacrifice there but then also there's a lot of reward but the sacrifice
1: is worth it hmm. uh, I'll be honest like when you're playing and that sacrifice is well worth it like an artist to win things in my opinion is you have to make those sacrifices what, the way.
0: what do you miss most from your playing career is it the crack with the lads being in the dressing room or is it the, the buzz from a game day I here? think the, the,
1: the buzz of the game Like you, you know what do you, you say the buzz like, lead up to the game it's it's not it's not a great buzz because yeah. you like you like, have to make sure you know this But when you play the match and you can into you forget about everything mm. that feeling of playing like you know competing against the best outside left in the country who's going to come out on top your team against the, one of the best teams in the country yeah. like there's always that those little battles in the game who you know? would
0: have been kind of the toughest opponents you've come across over the years I'm sure there's loads there's, there's a, few. Like well, a few I say some
1: the, of them were probably teammates at some stage as well yeah like, well i, I mean Oli I mean, I mean, Cattle was go- Ali cat was yeah. good in the sense that you know he's Tipperary man, was he? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I I'd be quick, he'd be quick. Yeah. So I'd catch him, I'd turn around and go down the line so with the ball, he'd be years, running back, you know, and the two was be like that, you know. Royal Donovan uh, played for Cork. Yeah. He was a hardy fellow when you played against him, you knew you were in a in a battle. Yeah. The same with uh um Killian Brennan's brother, Gavin, six foot four, you know, you're competing with him, and he'd be awkward on elbows. Killian, I used to hate Killian when I, when I played against yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, he'd tell you that Killian the likes of Killian, the likes of James Keddy always played as inside left which is more difficult for a right you forward. You found a tougher, did you? Yeah, because if you go like, in there, yeah. you're leaving the space behind. Yeah. So I had, it, as I said, with Richie Baker, it was perfect, you know. Richie, you just do this and do that. And as experience came, you knew what to do then when you're marking these players. Did you
0: like, did you like playing with an inside left? So like when you were playing with them, because it gave you more space? With Richie, yeah, overlap, Richie, Yeah,
1: Richie knew overlap. Yeah. Or I'd go down the line and then, you know, Richie would fill in for me. Mm-hmm. And we had that good rapport, you know, as I said, it was great. Richie would obviously done And, He's only five foot eight, but my god, could he jump? Yeah. You know, he like on a, a trampoline. But Killian I tell you, I used to loaf the back of Killian's head on throw-ins just to let him know that I was there. <laughs> so all those little things sort of go out the window now. Like you don't see it as yeah, much. Yeah. I, even on say when fellas are taking throw-ins, I'd walk backwards and stand at toes, and the automatic reaction from a player when you stand those toes is to push you forward. Yeah. So when you do that, throw-in comes in, he pushes you forward, referee gives you a free all yeah. the time, you know you hit the back of the head with your head, I'm not saying condoning it, but boys, it was yeah. part of the yeah. game. Like, you know, you, you learned as you went along yeah. what to do, how to get away with certain things. Like
0: And then final question before I let you go, because I'm conscious you've given us great no, no, entertainment here. No. Players you've played with, is there yeah. any that stand out for you? Like, I'm definitely that Shelburne team, there should be a few. Yeah, enemies. well, as I said,
1: Wes Houlihan is probably yeah. the best player i play played with, but Tony Sheridan as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. come close. Me, myself and Deco always had this, not argument, but, you know, a discussion to say, Who's better, you know, Tony, I think, but Tony, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Could, like Wezzo, Tony came. Wezzo was blind as a bat though when he played. Um, yeah. He, oh, I'm that <laughs> nice. he couldn't see. You had Alan Moore who was colour blind and him who was blind. But you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, even though I remember Richie Baker was giving us a lift uh, to the match and Wezzo needed contact lens and okay, he yeah. stopped in Cabaret and he said, Look, run in there, there's a chemist. He actually went into the butcher's <laughs> and the butcher had to tell him <laughs> it was next door. That's true that's as was right, yeah. Me and Richie are sitting there. Like, what story are you to... <laughs> You know, and, and then was, he's the star man. Yeah, and then even when we played Cork, Cork had uh, sort of dark jerseys on, the same sort of as shells, like yeah. dark color. Yeah. And Alan Moore kept passing to the Cork players, right. and Nutsy said, well, "What are you doing?" Like, he said, "I can't see Pat." You know, and the same with Pat. Pat can't see either. Yeah. So it uh, the blind leading the blind at some stages. <laughs> but yeah, you're looking and say, "Where's well, all brilliant?" You know, uh, Richie Baker. Yeah. Uh, Desi Baker, who'd wear one yellow boot, one red boot you know, mixed up. of at the time. Yeah, yeah. At the, you know, unhaired, exactly unheard of at the time. But you had so many called Stephen Gagan, yeah. quality centre forward, like, you know, Jason Bourne, probably the best striker I've ever played with. Do
0: you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah, obviously you play with a good Yeah, field.
1: he had so yeah. much, like, you know, Crowey was brilliant. Crowey could head a ball forward at night and I can kick it. Yeah, That's how good he was and he was quick, the seemingly yeah. quick.
0: I did my personal training certs actually in, in DCU and he was on the course as well. And I always remember, like, this is about 10 years ago. Um, there was like a ladder session, like a speed session and yeah. the quickness of feet the man oh, had was yeah, unbelievable. Everyone was that couldn't Because like, like he's yeah. big and yeah. stocky, I just remember he being blown away. Yeah. He could know, shift. Jesus Christ. Not a bother yeah. to him,
1: like Jay Bourne would be probably lazier than yeah. than uh, than Glenn, but they both knew where the goals were. Yeah. Like, you know, two out and out strikers that could yeah. score for fun. Even as Shells, when the two of them were there, I remember people saying, oh, they can't play together. I think they scored 40, 50 goals between them that year. Like, you know, it's just frightening. <laughs> and then,
0: like, with the bigger games, say with the say the pre-season friendlies, or you mentioned your Soulshires jersey, or the, the European games, was there anyone that kind of stood out for you? Like, obviously, there was that Deportivo team or a serious team. Yeah, the, I, I think
1: like, they st- they obviously stand out for the yeah. opposite reasons. But I remember um, we played Lille in Landstown. Yeah. And uh, we were 2-0 down at half-time. Went into the dressing room, and there was more than dressing room. was suspended. So he was up in the stand, and Collins was manager. Next minute, there was digging matches. Going on because of what was happening on the pitch. Yeah, and so and he's not
0: allowed to go back into the he's dressing. He's not in he you know. the stands, yeah. So
1: Amos Collins is ringing him and he's talking to him and he's like, Oh, Pat, that bleeding, killing each other at all, boxing the head off. each on the rails going on, digging matches being thrown. Big uh, Derek McGuinness, who was the bounce, or who was the security at the time, six or seven years yeah. or whatever, he coming in, he's grabbing players out of the way. This is effort, all your own teammates in the dressing yeah, together. Just yeah. one of them. We went down to the pitch and we ended up getting back to 2-1. Right. And it was that something that. We needed yeah. to do a Glenn Fitzpatrick man score two goals like yeah. it was that one thing there and that was what it, how would you say that was what good our good teams were about that there was something that we knew was missing on the pitch. But when we got into the dressing room, we didn't need a manager to, yeah. to explain it to us. To it was it sorted out, yeah. out between us and whether that was a rail a digging match or wherever it was, it out, we'd yeah. done whatever it took to go back out there and put it right, like yeah. I think that always stands out Was us, like you know.
0: So I can't let you go. Was there a player? On that leal team, or was there a player on any of the other friendly stuff?
1: sorry off uh Rosenberg, I was telling you earlier yeah. when he yeah, James Keddy always reminds me about him today. Every time I see James Keddy, yeah. he just keeps reminding of that one game he said, Maybe you got destroyed by your man <laughs> Sorison. So that one stands out. But he, as I said, even going back to going back further in my career to near the start, I remember as shells and and bows and sorry, as shells when we were starting out, you used to get Money, if you're if you a second third, and forced in the league, yeah. it used to be a bonus. So, if you're forced, you get so much, second, so much. As the season went on, the same then, if you played in a friendly, you were given money. If you're doing this, they were given money. And when I became captain of, of Shells, like, we sort of, I got rid of that because I, to me, you, I found that you were getting paid to play football and then you were getting paid to still twice for the twice same, for the job, same yeah. job. So, we end up taking away all that and say, right, it was all about winning. So when you say about the mentality is right, we only want a bonus if we win a trophy. Yeah. The bonus would be higher than what we would have got. Yeah. But it's 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 a gamble by the club and a yeah, gamble yeah. by the players. Yeah. So we changed that then at our Shells and I think that's why there was more success. Yeah. I like the it's spoiler, the fact yeah. that look if you want to a good mentality. Yeah. yeah if you want to win something yeah. and you want to get a bonus you that's win awesome. that League Cup you win that FBI Cup you win the league itself it's what more to you. Europe you win, rather than get paid to play in the game Yeah. we said if we win the game and get through to the next round Yeah. Then, as a bonus, like so, yeah, I end up changing all the sort of calls. That was your call, was it? Yeah, me and a couple of other players yeah. changed that. Like, when we went into yeah, it's funny when you shows. like you lift a bonnet
0: on it, it's no surprise the success you had. when you talk about like the, I suppose, the dressing room that was behind the players, if you like, like it all makes sense. So, look, Owen, absolutely fascinating. Really, really appreciate nope. your time appreciate today. I for anybody me. listening to this will take massive value from it. Like, some of the stories there were brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, listen, thank you so much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure chatting to you. No, I appreciate
1: that. Uh, Thanks for having me over.
0: Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Bulletproof Dad podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you let your friends know, pop it in the WhatsApp group. If you have social media, I'd really appreciate the share and the mention up there. Let us know how you found the episode and we can keep this podcast going from strength to strength.